adjustment that we're seeing is it's for marketers especially is it's going from the uh, the promise of growth into mm-hmm. the proof of growth. Yeah, that's good. Oh, maybe we should make that. That should be the podcast name, Harsh. But it's <laughs> got to have flame out in it. So somehow work that yeah. in. But otherwise. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 76, depending on when these two are cut up and put out there. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Robin Kroll. Kevin Butler. Michael Turksani. All right. Wing It Podcast, Collision Edition. Collision 2022. <laughs> What's the decided. official name of Collision? Collision. It's just Collision? It's, it's not like collision. collision, a digital marketing podcast? No, or, that would that could be this could be Collision, a digital marketing uh, podcast. Collision, but, but the big event was just Collision. Okay, how many people? Thirty-five thousand. Thirty-five thousand people. Wow, that's a big event. Any COVID there? We don't know. We don't know. So they're testing. They're testing the wastewater coming out of Collision just to double check it. But so I far, so like good. This podcast is a Collision for me. Back into podcasting, it's been like a month and a half yeah. since I did one. So I, I'm going to apologize. Well, think about 35,000 people after two years of, of you know, almost no, uh, I mean, yeah. was, if, if you don't count Vegas, there, there's like, there, there wasn't too many uh, events taking place. Actually, if we yeah. can talk about events for a moment, I, I had it way wrong. When I, in the sort of the work from home sort of era, I, I kind of felt like, will people be really apprehensive about going back, going back to events and, mm-hmm. you know, people being uncomfortable? <clears throat> what, what I've sort of gathered in, in, whether it's uh, company user conferences or some of these big scale events and trade shows is people are really enthusiastic about going and having in-person yeah. experiences yeah. and to a point where it's almost the total opposite of what I thought. It's like people are really going harder at those things than we saw back in 2019 right. or early, early 2020. Yeah. People are just, they're jumping to get back out in front pent, of people. Pent up demand, right? So. And understanding that, that, that connection that you're having. So at a big trade show when you're, walking out to somebody's booth, you're waiting for a presenter, you're sitting next to somebody and the ability to just turn to them and say, mm-hmm. you know, hey, how are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here? You know, what do you, it, it's, yeah. how can you replace mm-hmm. that? People were shaking hands again? Did they you were. notice that? People were shaking they hands were. Wow. and people were, we didn't know that that was going to be a thing. Close talking and, um, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was at a banquet recently and we were just at the buffet Oh, at a buffet. Everybody grabbing from the same spoon. No problem. I feel as if we might frighten people if we talk about the buffet. Um, So The marketing buffet is What about, yeah, we're going to get into (laughs) what we're talking about. But if you were, I guess, close to graduating, so let's say you, and then you, like collision was your first, let's say it was your tech, you're in marketing, you're in tech or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you had two years of nothing. But you were probably a little bit like, so le- like, let's say you didn't really do conferences, right? So under normal conditions, you're going through university or you're finishing up your, your college. You're probably hitting the odd one. I mean, even DX3 sure. and some of these ones were, were free to students. You could literally sure. just go and walk around and get a sense. Now, all of a sudden, it's been two years, you know, and you're showing up as like, oh, whoa, I, I, there's been nothing through my, through my, it's kind of weird when you think about it. There's a bit of a gap there probably for some people. Sure. I mean, uh, like I'm 
I was a little jealous when uh, I saw that mm-hmm. Robin was there yeah. uh, because I was not invited. No, nope. uh, you weren't. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I vicariously was enjoying the, the, the mm-hmm. shots because uh, because yeah, it's been it's been too long and, and having those uh, those opportunities to speak with people who have, you know, have been yeah. working on stuff for two years, some really cool stuff, all that yeah. uh, uh, AI stuff that they're working on to create, you know, efficiencies. You know, I'm uh, I'm behind. I'm behind yeah. by two years plus because these last two years I think have been a real. Um, there's been a real jump in terms of the the tech that's been sure. that's been in development. So you know, I feel behind. I feel yeah, way well, behind. Yeah, yeah, you were behind already. I was a so little bit now behind you're, already. You're no, now you're not catching but up. There's a but further integration of tech with every other industry. Absolutely. Like those are some of the things that stood out. We we're talking a little bit about uh, you know the med tech and health tech. Um, where there was so education, pandemic driven, exactly things that were driven through the pandemic through necessities and, and some worked better than the other, but now are being, uh, fine tuned and understanding, oh, there's great opportunities for growth. Think of all these people who have seen all these, uh, problems and challenges the last two years and thinking all these startups that, um, Mm -hmm. have found these and are, are working on, uh, uh, problems and then one of the things they were talking about is you know why was the conference so well attended well there's it's the whole post pandemic but then there's what's going on in the markets right now that a lot of companies are in a position mm-hmm. saying wait a sec things are actually a little bit difficult now um, you know we're looking for some answers and they were talking about some of the sessions where uh, they were standing room only because people are starting to look for answers because sure. they've had to make changes or cut down in their businesses so, you know, so this is what we're talking about today. Yeah, exactly. About, you know, and maybe like as a small preamble to that, I think there's 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 two reasons why you're seeing some of this. Um, there's the sort of further maturation or um, integration of tech into some of these like healthcare and education are the really big ones to me. Mm-hmm. And part of that's driven out of the pandemic because we've seen all kinds of gaps in this great experiment called work from home or learn mm-hmm. from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one is when you look at big tech in the last decade, They've kind of tackled the easy spots already. And when you look at where Google, Apple, Microsoft, all the big guns are going to go, where is like a big enough addressable audience and market? They yeah. can go and meaningfully continue to grow at the pace and scale that they have. And it's really those big ones, whether it's like automotive, yeah. healthcare, education. Those are There's only so many of those industries that are big enough to justify their efforts and resources. And I think that's why you're seeing, <clears throat> even on like the smaller startup scale, that's where they're going too, because that's really where the next round of movement is. And those and are the ones plucked. best positioned. Yeah, plucked. But the big guys are the yeah. ones best positioned to either invest all of their capital they've got waiting on the sidelines, be it you know the pluckings of acquisitions or even their own um, their own investments they make elsewhere into those spaces. Mm-hmm. But it's going to get tough for the smaller, lesser funded organizations to meaningfully dent now, and that's part of what sets up this podcast topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we want to talk about, you know, when cash is tight, which is now starting to happen, starting to happen, seeing the layoffs. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunate, like pretty, you know, depending on where you look. And I don't think it's only tech, but I think maybe tech had driven some of these, you know, expectations that we're going to talk about. So, you know, when we were in the pandemic more so and before we had this economic kind of downturn, um, I mean, everyone that we spoke to was like, yeah, we're hiring, we're staffing up, you know, we're, we're adding marketing resources. 
And I mean, I know we've looked at some of those organizations and said like, well, we, like that's all quite a bit of money you've, you've raised. And, you know, are you getting the sales traction? Like you're, you're certainly churning through, through the dollars. So I think that set that, that has set up a series of things. One of which is that, um, what we're going to talk about, um, today, which is, you know, the marketing organization maybe hasn't been as, uh, not want to say accountable because they probably had to look at, at metrics and we're going to talk about sort of metrics that matter, but they are, they've been kind of led down a path of, Hey, yeah, you know, you can spend a certain amount of money. That's okay. Where I think you were saying, Robin, like most of these organizations run like quarterly kind of cash raises. So they were, yeah. So they had this, uh, expected infusion of cash on a regular basis sure. and especially with uh you know vc funded um companies that that cash infusion is going to be slowing down so mm-hmm. it means you have to watch your burn rate but you also have to be more careful about how you are uh you're spending that money and you're going to be more accountable because your investors are going to are your investors whether it's outside investors or your board or your senior leadership are going to be coming back and saying well i want to understand better what's the value that this investment is actually driving it's not it's not the last two years i mean this is going on for been going on for a while i mean we've seen the explosion of tech this industry for you know the better part of like a decade really yeah close to you know and i would kind of say really accelerated maybe the last seven years Mm -hmm. you know so when you look at um, the marketers that are coming out of that era, right, of maybe being in VC-backed organizations and, you know, having money to play with and having these valuations put on their company. And some of them have grown and some of them quite well, but a lot of them, as we know, burning money, even though they have been growing. Some of them, maybe not even growing as much as they need to be growing. And now we're seeing mergers, we're seeing, we're seeing you know, that kind of thing happen in layoffs. I just think there's definitely something around a set of marketing people that maybe have to reset their expectations on what performance actually means in marketing, right? I think the uh, the adjustment that we're seeing is it's, for marketers especially, is it's going from the uh, the promise of growth into mm-hmm. the proof of growth. Yeah, that's good. Oh, maybe we should make that, that should be the podcast name, Harsh. <laughs> but it's got to have flame out in it. So somehow work that yeah. in. But otherwise, that's good. But things spent 10, maybe even 12 years getting rather frothy with a small interruption of blip in March of 2020. And then things got yeah. even wilder yeah. in that V-shaped recovery, whatever it's the K-shaped recovery, um, whatever we called it. And then now it's sort of, uh, it's coming back down to earth a little bit where perhaps that party's tapering off mm-hmm. a little. And then the accountability, Robin, to your point, yeah is now starting to come to the forefront and rather than the growth at all costs, it's going to be, it's more like sustained or more measured growth. It's interesting because we've talked about these things all throughout the last, I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast mm-hmm. or, or how yeah. long we've been at this, you know, I've, you know, been together goose talking about this, yeah. talking about, um, you know, marketing being really strategic about, um, how they are, where and how they're going to, uh, uh, acquire leads and being able to track and measure, including all the way through, you know, what am I willing to spend on a lead? And then the whole marketing and sales mm-hmm. function of working together because, well, it's great the marketing can drive those leads, but if sales doesn't feel that they're good quality leads yeah, and they can't, can't go ahead and close yeah. them, that last piece of the revenue, 
Well, there you're missing the bottom line. I just think so. We have a really interesting vantage point because we have some of our clients have more modest budgets, and they've never really been operating with huge budgets and major yeah. backing to to try and experiment or even yeah. be a bit wild with things. And we have some other clients who have some significant budget to play with and do bigger things. One of the things that I just I keep thinking I can't shake this thought. Someone's gonna have to, you know, smack it out of me is. A lot of these companies in the last two years that we've seen these these wild raises from, and we've all read the press releases, and we've talked to some of the individuals, it's I never understood why they anticipated so much more growth. Like the addressable markets didn't really grow in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. and in almost every vertical or industry, there was already top dog, big time established players that you're effectively saying we can either compete with or disrupt. Mm -hmm. I just don't think every single new company with some backing is going to be a disruptor. You know, usually there's a few and and, Mm -hmm. and they're really impressive, but there aren't that many. Just so it kind of feels like a bit of a calling now where most of us are sitting here thinking this isn't overly much of a surprise. And that's the one thing that just always stood out to me. Then we've seen some layoffs, whether it's in Toronto tech with the well simple one was mm-hmm. a real eye opener, mm-hmm. a really transparent note from the CEO too. But it was sort of like, yeah, and more of this is probably going to happen because of this uh, froth that we've been seeing. The lead, uh, um, when, when, when you think about even what we've noticed in you know marketing in, in general, how we went from this sort of world where you know measuring just one item like. Um, MQL growth and that was what a lot of marketing Mm -hmm. uh, organizations were really measured on and then realizing I think like over the last I would say 18 months there's been a real sort of um, redirection of uh, you know of um, attention given to um, uh, you know more development of of the of the revenue so so more sort of connecting Mm -hmm. the marketing to revenue Mm -hmm. and then i think that this is almost like i'm not saying this is the final chapter but i think the bubble of venture capital kind of like the the era of that sort of like spend 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 um you know we are we are you know going toward one of two sort of end games either acquisition or going public, which is like that sort of ultimate sort of like, you know, place where you, where, where you, you get the, the biggest bang, that's sort of where, where you were going. But in order to get there, you needed that ongoing sort of funnel of, 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 of money. Like you, you needed to have access to that almost unending sort of, mm-hmm. you know, where well, what you needed was the, you needed the growth story. Um, forget the, sort of the profitability side of it for a moment. If you were going to go an IPO, you need, it's sort of what I was saying before, you need that promise of growth or an ability to grow kind of at all costs, but something that says you found a way to to bring in new customers, to generate revenue. And we think if we raise more, we can throw gas on that fire. I think now we're moving into more of a, whether it's more sustainable way to do it, but it's something a bit more connected to your point where it's, okay, what does this really look like? And, and can you do this on a more, I don't know, responsible level? So, so yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is that it was almost like we got to this place where the money was coming before the proof. Sure. So the money was Absolutely. coming before the proof of mm-hmm. being able to kind of yeah. drive that. And so the gas on the fire, it was almost like the gas was going on nothing. 
Now it's like now, you know, those that have kind of taken a, a little more patient approach, the patient approach being the word. let's yep. develop it first. Let's develop that sort of ability to uh, to drive drive growth, the right metrics to kind of like, um, uh, you know, have have fundamental sort of understanding of, to your point, what is the actual you know, TAM, what is the actual addressable market? What can we reasonably expect to get from it? And let me prove to you how it is that we can, you know, um, chip into it, chip into it and, 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 and create momentum within it. Yeah. So the money, I mean, the, the money has to come before the proof, right? Because you have to be able to uh, invest and go ahead and, and target and, and develop this market and move from the, you know, the clicks to the conversions to the sales conversions. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a lot more uh, strategy that goes into that so that when you are making that investment, um, whether it's a, a marketing team that's being asked for this or uh, a CEO who's going out to get funding, I think there's going to be a lot more scrutiny in saying, well, do you really know who you mar- who you market is? Mm-hmm. Do you really have all these the right processes in mm-hmm. place? Yeah. And do you have the tools to be able to go ahead and measure this so that when you are making this investment, um, I want to be able to see all along that journey how you're succeeding. And then if you're not succeeding, you also have the tools to be able to, to pivot and make changes. So the other side to that point, um, and this sort of ties Chris's thought together with yours, is um, I think patience is a really interesting term because there's another side of patience too, whereby I think the well-funded companies that still have lots of cash, they're still going to be able to go do things. But I think the rope, the leash, or mm-hmm. the patience to see results is a lot less. Mm-hmm. So they can still throw their weight around respectively. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this whole concept of, oh, the promise of growth. Now, the patience of growth is cut in half. You better have the right strategy, to your point. You better have um, the ways to pull in a lead into a meaningful sales conversation to show there's at least signs of potential for revenue. I think that's the biggest thing is now your window to show you know what you're doing is a lot less. And the willingness to invest if we don't absolutely know for sure it's working is next to zero. Yeah, and I think your, your, um, you know, marketing teams were probably stressed out already. You know what I mean? (laughs) Probably, yeah. Yeah. So now we're we're saying on top of that, you know, we need to... Do more with less. Yeah, you do more with less, exactly. So now we're asking you to do more with less. And I think that's where I, I think it's so interesting to have this reset and some some for some of these teams to really be able to come back down like you said back down to reality a bit because it's not they haven't been living in that world you know they've been living in a world where they've had more money to spend and we've we've had you know people that have taken jobs that we know of that you know were sold one thing you know you're gonna have all this money to spend and then you know, three or four months in now that the economy's changed, they could call us back up and like, actually, it turns out that we don't have that money to spend and we're, mm-hmm. we're pivoting here. So like, it's real, it's real. And, and it's tough. I mean, we know how difficult it is. We got started in this game before it was crazy, before there was so much money being thrown around. But certainly if you've been growing up in marketing, maybe even in tech over the last eight years. Well, I was going to say, can you imagine you're a, you're a, a strong marketer who kind of came into your career at the right time and you've been 
you've been in tech marketing or high growth industries for yep. call it 10 years. Probably bounced around a few times. You've probably moved up the ladder. You're a director, maybe you're a VP. And all you've kind of seen is this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now you're seeing it. And by the way, the worst is probably to come. Yeah. Like that's a real 180. Yeah. It, but now we, we can sit here and say doom and gloom. But I think one of the, if you're going glass half full, will be it's the opportunity to sort of scale back a bit and get back to basics. Because mm-hmm. I think at some point, sort of a bit of a reset, it might actually be a healthy thing long term for how you think about engaging your audience. What are the tactics and strategies you think you need to make a meaningful dent with your target audience? Like, it's not all bad if you're willing to adjust. It's just more challenging. So those marketers who yes. have had that success, they'll be those who have kind of you know, coasted because the, 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 the market or the environment allowed them to do that sure. as opposed yeah. to those who were maybe a little bit more strategic about what they were doing. So those are the marketers that are going to uh, be more successful at this new adversity because they will take a step back and they'll say, okay, you know, who's my audience? What are my strategies? What am I willing to invest? Let's go ahead and th- move through this uh, logically and be conscious of what I'm invest- investing and what I'm getting as a return. So we've got, right, right. There's a really interesting dynamic we're going to see play out where there's never been this degree of competition in almost any industry or, or sort of solution um, category name anything and there's there's viable competition across the board mm-hmm. and on top of that now we're seeing the ability to differentiate through in some cases greater funding or, or more ability to try and test things is, is in part being taken out what it's actually going to force is real true difference differentiation on whether it's messaging positioning strategy so mm-hmm. out of this potentially we're going to see some really creative approaches at the basic level yeah, I agree. to how people and organizations are actually going to separate from an increasingly crowded competitive environment. I think yeah. it's actually kind of cool. It's going to be hard though. That's glass half full. <laughs> glass glass <laughs> and right. half yeah. empty is uh, things are going to get difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to hate marketing because you realize that it's hard. Well, it's, it's, it's hard. like, well, I mean, I'm going to make a hockey, uh, uh-oh. I'm going to make a hockey comparison. I think it's here. okay. It's Do you okay remember, with our audience. remember when suddenly there was like a market cap and all of a sudden like it was oh, yeah. like an evening of the playing field. So mm-hmm. now you had to be really good at Salary cap, recruiting. Yeah. You had to be really good at, at actually executing. Parity. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of having, you know, having the Dallas Cowboys, well, obviously I'm mixing metaphors here, the Dallas Cowboys or, you know, back in the day, the... You know, Any of Toronto the New York Maple teams Leafs. who had all the budget, New York, right? Yeah, yeah. Glenn Sather. Anyways, the, the guys that were just like just throwing money at uh, you know at players yeah. to win championships. Well, now it's like you actually have to be able to produce. Um, you know, and uh, you know, better is our game. new better's the game. Yeah, right. Hmm? Better is yeah. the game. Yeah, right. It does better yeah. the game. Well, it makes accountability. Now, yeah. now as a as a marketer, you're actually going to be, you know, needing to actually prove that differentiation mm-hmm. rather than just being able to kind of throw more cash at it. Yeah. But I, I like that, like you know, get an get an analogy, Chris. I, I think Thank marketing with the emergence of Martech and marketing technologies, I think some some of the basics or the principles of marketing being creative and trying to understand what you're trying to sell, who sure. you're selling to, mm-hmm. has kind of gone by the wayside in, in favor of 
well, we have technology and I'm really good at technology and technology isn't the means. Mm-hmm. It yeah. isn't the answer itself. It's a means to actually go and communicate with an audience, but that's not the strategy as we've long said. Yeah. And I think we've kind of lost sight of the, the art of creativity and positioning and, and, and everything that's kind of not really changed about marketing. We've just kind of prioritized the tech, which has a place, but it's not the only thing. Well, what, you know, I think of everything uh, I saw on the collision floor in the last couple of days, these were all technology uh, tools or apps to improve uh, sort of the, the, the execution, let's say, or, or the delivery. But there was no, not like anyone was coming up and saying, well, actually, we're telling you to do your strategy totally different. Meaning that it's still, it's, it's back to, it is back to the basics because if you don't have that right strategy, that audience definition, that clear understanding of your product value and differentiation, none of these amazing apps are going to help you succeed. Right. I'm sorry that you just reminded me, there was this uh, Dave Gerhardt thing on LinkedIn. It was, it was so good the other day where he's like, stop using the following words. And it was like, optimize, seamless, streamline. Oh and no. And it's like, but all these tech companies like, <laughs> are we going to get every time we say one of those this words? jumble of like, we optimize the streamline communication abilities in this yeah. platform. Like, yeah. I don't know what that means. So it's going to actually force real <laughs> descriptions of what you do. Like, yeah. I, I, it was a really funny post. He had, I just, I had to, I had to mention that. Yeah. But I think I think what you were saying earlier is that, you know, the the growth was being driven by these valuations and then the the promise of, of, of future revenue. Right. So then you raise money and then there's like the calculation that's used. Right. OK, so we're going to need to be a 50 million ARR organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you're going back to your, well, okay, I guess we, you know, I guess our TAM is that big and I guess, you know, yeah, you know, do some high level math and I guess we can sell that many companies and then they're off and, and they're trying to do marketing to grow the funnel. And, and, and in, in a lot of cases, you don't get anywhere close to that, right? You're, you come out with 5 million in revenue and now we're seeing a lot of companies that are merging and, you know, kind of being acquired or that type of uh, concept, right? Yeah. But I just think that like, that's sort of the reality, I think, of a lot of marketers when they get started is that, you know, unless you've, in, like, again, unless you've got something special, you're probably going to be through, an, a, you know, a five to eight to ten year slog of building your brand, building real traction around um, concise messaging. And, in heavy competitive environments. In a heavy, uh, in, right. And you're going to be closing deals and you're going to grow. You're going to grow that, but it's not going to be that hockey stick or that V curve or that K curve type of growth that, yeah, when you raise 20 million and everybody thought you'd be at 5 million in ARR in six years. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Yeah. Right. There will be the odd outlier who will still have that explosive growth. And I think because of all the valuation metrics have really come down as yeah. well. It's going to really put those companies who achieve that kind of wild growth on totally different multiples because that really is standout and impressive to that point, Good. right? Um, to that end, do we have a sales call or not? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> we do. The, the proof but of is revenue. In, is that in half an hour? Uh, or? I've lost it. Harsh, what it, time is it? It's 2 o'clock. Yeah, 2.30. Oh, okay. We've got, so we're, we've got, got a few time. more minutes. We've got time. Some of us do. See, we're always aligned. We're always aligned. Do you have, you have a meeting? At two, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. 
25, 25 minutes, I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty you good. You know, if there's yeah. no value here, guys, you know. I think there there's always lo- value, you know, except for the last, like, make Leave a comment. Leave now. a comment, right? So what's <laughs> the key takeaway? I think it's like getting, even if your company hasn't felt um, the, the, the strain or the impact oh. yet. Which is surprising, right? Because it, 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 yeah, yeah. So and if, if they haven't, haven't I'm, yet, sure, I'm sure you're thinking about it. You're thinking but about it because you can't ignore what you see out there. You should be thinking about yeah. what are my scale back tactics and what are the yeah. things that really matter. Yeah, and it, may, it may not be that little tech thing. Maybe it's more of a let's reroute back into um, basics. Talk to your customers and your key ICPs. You yeah, know, understand what would separate you or how they interpret your services or solutions, and then start building outwards again from logical, uh, defensible marketing spends. Um, that's what I would start with. And look at your, I would say, look at your, your, you know, the marketing initiatives you have in place now. Understand how your marketing and sales teams are working together. Because if they're not, that's a huge gap. That's something internal that you can focus on mm-hmm. so that as you are readjusting or scaling, at the very least, you're going to have that full visibility and be able to answer those questions about, you know, how much I'm investing, how much am I getting as a return? Because that ROI is going to be even more important. And I think creative. I think that's something you, you yeah. brought up, right? I mean, I think going back to, it sort of touches on the messaging concept that you that mm-hmm. you already brought up, which is, you know, really about, you know, not just regurgitating the same three words that everybody else is using, but, but coming. But I also think the creative thing is a good call out. You know, um, we see this a lot too, you know, people that are either maybe early stages of their marketing career or, you know, they, they've, they've grown up in the automation tools. They've, they've been in a lot of this. They kind of sort of like forget about that, the look and feel and the creative and, and that's a whole, that's a whole package. And that goes a long way. I mean, you know, we've seen it with some of our stuff. It can just make a huge difference if you can connect on that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's right. that'd be, that'd be another focus area. Yeah. Um, well, good news is we're not venture backed. Yep. So the cash is not running out anytime soon because there is no cash. <laughs> but the, the leveling so, of the playing field. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure we want to say that on our podcast. We don't. We're no, never I afraid of an so. ROI we, we conversation. Have, we have we're sustainable never, marketing programs here at Peace Digital. I think that's, a, that's right? a good thing to say. I yeah. think the previous one, Harsh is going to have a lot of things <laughs> to, I think, uh, edit out here. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's, there's no, there's no third party cash right. fueling us. Right. Yeah. yeah it, I think, I think, uh, you know, being able to look at, um, um, you know, what, what it actually takes to, to get traction in any market. We have, um, you know, mm-hmm. experience in the platforms, uh, both the channels as well as the marketing automation and, and CRM platforms with history, we can sort of help understand how to keep from needing to overspend in order to yeah. get into a and get into a, an audience mm-hmm. um and so we do it ourselves and uh that's that's what you know i think makes us a little bit different than um you know than than a lot of folks that are sort of coming out into the into the marketplace with a whole lot of uh you know we need to we need to be profitable every quarter so yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's what yeah. we that's what we are, are looking to help our customers do the same all right Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Cool. Thanks, that everyone. Was fun. All right. It was fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.